Yep. How's everyone doing today? Welcome back to Collecting Rarities. This is your host, Rainer, and today I'm joined by two lovely personalities. Would you care to introduce yourselves in order of on the screen? Hey guys, my name is Zach, the star of the show. Just kidding. Clearly, <laughs> Seth is a star. Everyone knows this. Obviously. It's a battle for second place at this point. Why do you always sound so crispy? Hey guys, this is Zach. Like, I can't do that. Can't it's like do that. I have one thing that I say really good, and it's and that it. one thing. Everything else, hit or miss, right? <laughs> that that I've gotten it down to a science. Do you practice it in the mirror? Do you like stand there and you're like, hey guys? No, there's no. not even a mirror needed. I just practice it. And I, I can hear. Okay. You know? He he does it. He does it every night before he goes to bed. Otherwise, he can't sleep. <laughs> that is right. Do you find oh, that it oh, kind of spills over into like regular life? You're like you like answer the phone. Hey guys, is that, oh shit, sorry. Hello. Wow, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, he butchered it. You need to practice it more. Uh, yeah. No, I I don't know. It's kind of weird because, um, I feel like. Like, if you watch, like, old-school Yu-Gi-Oh!, there's, like, Yugi, and then there's, like, Yami Yugi, and, like, that's how I am. Like, I have, like, podcasting Zach, and then, like, regular Zach. Regular Zach is, like, real awkward, but then when I fucking play some Yu-Gi-Oh!, turn into Yami Zach, and I get the the voice. We, yeah. we talk about all the time, the podcasting voice. You gotta have, like, the... You gotta have your voice when you podcast. Right? You have a cool transformation with a big gold uh, pyramid on your chest there? Uh, basically. Basically. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hello, Eddie Mendez. What's going on, man? Um, all right, before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsor, Watto Scrapyard, for sponsoring this episode of Correcting Weekly. What can you say about Watto? What a guy. He has done some amazing work, continues to do amazing work, and he pumps out a new sculpt, gosh, like every every week at this point, almost every day. <laughs> yeah, it's getting to be like every day, everything. He like pumps something out, and I'm like, wow, damn, that like that was yesterday and you already have a new one today holy shit like the new episode of the mando will drop and like three hours later he's like oh i got this character from the man it's like the fuck yeah, yeah <laughs> what just happened when episode two dropped he already had the lizard in like three hours it was like what yeah. the hell <laughs> so anyways hello mario cortez all right so how's everyone doing today Let's doing see. pretty good i think you wanted to plug the giveaway that we're doing in the middle of the show Yes, yes, yes. We are doing a giveaway today, so stick around for that because it's only going to happen once, and I don't like repeating myself. <laughs> you want to tell the, what is what are we giving away today, and what are the terms of the giveaway? So the terms of the giveaway here are going to be um, first of all, only one entry per person, and you have to wait until I say go. If you do more than one entry, you are disqualified. Basically, it's going to be a guess of guessing a number between 1 and 30, closest number without going over, wins. And uh, the prize is going to be contingent today on how many people are here. So share the share it, man. Share the stream. Get more people in here. The better more people, the better the prize. Yeah. I think you said if it's under 8, it's a Malik pop. Yep. Right. right. Yep. And if it's over eight, do you want to show them what it is if it's over eight people yep, watching? Yeah, real quick. Look at that. Only the finest for collecting rarities. Custom Ultra Saber. And I'm going to guess what number it is also. <laughs> no, no. What? I'm just giving the number, man. That's a bullshit. You know what? See, here's the deal. 
I know the number, so if you private message me and pay me $5, I will give it to you. you private message me. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to stop corruption. There's just no stopping it. There's just no stopping it with you people. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> That's what I said, you people. <laughs> All right, so uh, this last weekend, I went to the Renaissance Fair, and... There's a nice little photo of me. I apologize. My photographer sucks. Um, but uh, Jesus. looking jacked. Yeah, yeah. I went as a crusader. I have uh, I, have, I have a little sword on my back there. I don't know how you can tell it very well in that picture. But right. one thing that you will find at the Ren Fair is there are all kinds of different rarities. Just tons. COVID, I, the plague. Yeah. The, they um, actually had signs about that saying like we're seeing plague while I was there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they actually had mask-free zones, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna avoid those like the plague. <laughs> hey, there you go. But no, um, I uh I, I was I didn't have my phone on my person at that day, so I couldn't take any pictures. Um, and unfortunately my photographer failed to take some pictures, but um there are a lot of different rarities there. I want to start by talking about a few of them, like, you know, pipes, for instance. Hand-carved pipes. Um, I saw this guy who had one that was made out of bone, um, and it was carved to look like a dragon's tooth. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Can we clarify that these are only tobacco pipes? Yes, only tobacco pipes. If you guys you would are- never smoke anything else out of it only tobacco obviously marinara pipes mm. yep well, well you know don't ask don't tell <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah we had uh they had pipes they had one that was carved at like literally to look like a dragon's tooth and it, it was made out of bone and it was just this beautiful 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 what's going on sean nice of you to join us so um, we had uh, another woman there who was selling uh, tankards, like the you know, little mugs that you have. They were hand craved, hand carved out of mahogany and all kinds of different fancy woods. And I asked her, I said, how much are these? There's a last one there that said Zachary. And I looked at the price tag. And I about shit my pants. It was about, it was about 80 bucks. Well, I mean, hand carved. If you do something well, you don't do it for cheap. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But also, yeah, you could uh, probably find a pretty nice one on Amazon for a lot cheaper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Etsy for that matter. Etsy, that's true. So, they had, uh, of course, you know, it's a rent fair, they have people selling swords, they have people selling dragons, and everything else. But have you, have any of you ever been to a rent fair? You know, can you go, y'all comment on uh, what I'm ta- talking about here? Brown people don't go to rent fairs, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> put that out there. Latin people don't go to rent fairs. Right. Uh, are you sure? I saw a fair. I have been of... to Mexico though, which is uh, like its own rent fair. That's fair. Um. So where was where was this rent fair at? Is in Houston of all places. It's um. It's like an hour outside of Houston. Wow. Cool. So it was in Houston. Like, how did you honestly? How did you feel being in Houston with Houston being hit so bad with COVID? Like, um. Honestly, I didn't go anywhere near Houston. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you can imagine be... people are like driving over from Houston. Yeah, and I wore my mask and I had a big old thing of uh, hand sanitizer in the bot in my pocket. And every time ten minutes, I was like, okay, just do this. I don't care what people think. <laughs> like, can I spray you with Lysol? Shh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, those boots that I was wearing though gave me a pretty gnarly blister, which ended the day pretty early, which oh, sucked. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, yeah. I I was I was hobbling by the time I got out of the thing. I was like, yeah, oh that's always God. the worst. Oh my god! This might be the most like I don't know what the word is, but like some people just fit. Like like you look very at home here in this outfit <laughs> with the belt and everything. You look so like period accurate. Yep. Like, uh, like, like, all you need is a broadsword. I do have a broadsword. It's on my back. It'd be great if you had a photo. I unfortunately, <laughs> my photographer sucked. Like I said, I'm I just, can't get a good photo of no, the sword. You can't, you can't no. say that about the photographer. They probably took you there. You can't. <laughs> if anything, the photography thing is a two-person thing. They're trying to enjoy the Ren Fair too. They're not there just to be your personal photographer, Zachary. They gotta, you gotta, you gotta prompt them for photos as well. This is yeah. true. This is true. Blame goes both ways, my guy. Well, and I'm this type of person. I just don't like to be photographed that often. So there's that. Um, so one of the things I picked up at the Ren Fair here, though, was these beauties. Okay, those are pretty legit. So these are swords here. Are they? What does something like this cost? So the. <clears throat> Everything at the Ren Fair is negotiable. They have a price, but if you buy a lot, they'll work with you. Um, so I bought, also I like wanted Mexico. to get this. What's that? I said also like Mexico. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <The price is different>. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had, uh, I wanted to get the two sets of the Witcher Swords from the Witcher TV series. So the guy knocked off about 30 bucks if I bought them both. And what? so these were still expensive as hell, though. They're still like a hundred bucks. I mean, but, two legit ass swords for a hundred bucks. That's yeah, it. though. The one on the left there is supposed to be his monster killing sword with like the the mercury with like the dwarvis engraving there, and the other one's just you know his regular you know I'm gonna kill you because I ha I don't like you sword. <laughs> Has anyone here seen The Witcher? Yeah, The Witcher is badass. I have it not is. seen The Witcher. You Nor have, have I failed us. You Look, have man, failed. I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. You're practicing. Hey, guys, this is Zach. On my Practicing my one line that I say really well. And <laughs> frankly, I, I nailed it. All right. He's sitting there with his phone like, yo. <laughs> I don't have that, time to watch the rich, the Witcher. Right. Yeah, you know, you, know, you know that video where uh, Taylor Swift is singing into her hairbrush. That's Zachary on the bidet on his phone. Yeah, basically. <laughs> do you actually have a bidet? No, I do. Do you not watch the show? I have, like we talk about it all the time. It's fucking fantastic. No, I have missed a few episodes. I'm sorry. Jesus, <laughs> Seth, letting the side down. Uh, I, yeah, I do, and it's fantastic. I also have a bidet. I have never used it. Wait, what? Yep. Where's it at? In your master bedroom? Yeah. Dude, my guy. I assume it's a good one, right? Because you don't cheap out. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's pretty um, nice, but... Does your wife use it? Or who uses it? No, nobody uses it. The and kids play you... with it. Like, we didn't you... put it in. It was in the house. Oh, it was in the house. When the you... house. Yeah. My guy, when I'm pooping at your house next time, I'm going straight to the master bedroom. 
The bidet is the greatest thing that's ever happened. To me. <laughs> um, I can make we have, a close second, but we have a Facebook user here who says Wild Hunt is so good. Yes, it is. It was an amazing game. By the way, if you're here for the giveaway, you're We're gonna need nine. to authorize yourself on Streamyard so we can see who you are. Yes, Facebook user. That name sounds made up. <laughs> so, so the renter, is it a annual thing? Or are they always there? They're there for a few months every year. So I think it's like from about September to November every year. Mm-hmm. And um, it, the rent fair is something that's interesting because so many people there, tr- you know, work work locally at the rent fair. But then you also have the people who like do the circuit where they'll camp out and they'll move from like rent fair to rent fair and rent fair and rent fair, mm-hmm. and they'll literally live out of a tent like. Nine months out of the year. I mean, that's really how you do it. They get the full RAN experience. Oh, yeah. That's cool. It's a whole lot of RAN fairing. Yeah, I know. I mean, eventually you'd want to go to the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, We do have 10 people watching right now, by the way. Yeah, I see that. So did someone say giveaway? Yes, we're going to be doing a giveaway here in uh, a little bit. Maybe, possibly soon rather than later. Stay tuned. Um, Rainer will give you his love. <laughs> yes, my unconditional love. That is what we're giving away. No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't love anybody. <laughs> wow. I'm a cold human being. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. No. Um. So while I was while I was at looking at these stores, so they have these little shopettes set up, and each shopette's different. You have like people that sell leather armor, people who sell anything that looks like corsets or bondage gear. For crying out loud, it, it's really kind of freaky. So um, it's like getting freaky at the Ren fair. Apparently, that's a thing. We were it, it is a to... thing. Apparently, Cody or someone was on After Dark a few weeks ago. Or something, and they said like during the Ren Fair, their friend like dipped out to go hook up with somebody in a tent. That's wild. That is wild. That's I've heard Renfair stories experience. of orgies after dark. Hmm. Just, just saying. We have had an orgy on Collective Weekly after dark. Actually, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You've just wild. heard stories. You've heard stories. Dude, Rainer was there. I've he was busting out of his broadsword. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doctor Dilf, you know what I mean? <laughs> Gosh. Please stop. Uh, so. Seth says overnight gets wild. Uh, Eddie says Whataburger gift card. Dude, it's no, like, it's not going to be a Whataburger gift card. Can we please give away a Whataburger gift card to me for being on the show? Come on, I need that. Wait, Seth, I actually have a Whataburger Pez dispenser for you. Okay, cool. Give it to yeah. me. I got Where's you the bat? Well, Where's the bat? It's here at my home. And I believe I have to check. I might have some of these bad boys. Oh. oh, in fact, because Seth was coughing all over the place. I, wanna... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, that the Rona travels through the microphone. Thank God. Thank God. We're getting getting things back on track here. We uh we had uh when I went in this this uh place that I bought these swords, they had all kinds of licensed replicas. <clears throat> I'm talking like stuff from you know, Lord of the Rings, anywhere from World of Warcraft to knockoff replicas like these. And uh, they also had they had chain mail. And I was looking at that going, man, you know, my armor set looked badass with some freaking chain mail. But I looked at the price tag and I'm like, oh, crud, hell no. It was like 300 bucks. Oh my God. I mean, but getting stabbed by a sword once is way more than 300 bucks. Yeah, that is true. 
Save on hospital bills. All right, guys. Well, I have more to say here, but we are at our magic number, so I'm going to go ahead and get the giveaway started here, and we'll go back to the swords here in a moment because I want to. I want to make sure I don't want to tease you all. So here we go. Um, Can I just say you're always a tease? I am really a tease. You know, it's <laughs> one of the great joys of being me. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. No no votes can be cast until I say go. And you vote multiple times. You are out. You are disqualified. And basically the way it's going to go is I'm a guy. I've... I've <laughs> Oh my! I have uh, I've I've distributed a number amongst the co-hosts between one and thirty. Highest guess without going over wins. But if you get the number right, you just win, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Obviously. So let me let me type this out. Guess the number one to thirty. If you go over, you are eliminated. Closest to the number, or whoever guesses the number. So obviously, first, whoever guesses wins. gets it. Then. Yes. Next would be closest. Uh, one guess per person. Correct. Starting when Rainer says go. Go. Okay, I was still typing, but okay. All right, so guess a number one to 30. If you go over, you are eliminated. Closest to the number or whoever guesses the number first wins. One guess per person. And the winner gets the lightsaber, right? With shipping in the United States. Yes, that is the other thing. It's going to be continental United States. And if you are overseas, you can still participate. But I'm probably just going to give you like... Eddie has the number 17. Let's do... um, Okay, so Eddie and Mario both guessed 23. But Mario came in second. So Mario, guess again. Yeah. Um, We will end the drawing... Or the... The uh, game in a minute, I guess. Yeah, we'll set a minute timer. Someone set a minute timer. Uh, Mario Cortez, you got to guess a different number. So we have 17, 23, 12, 13, 21. Mario Cortez needs to pick a different number, my guy. We put that in there. Mario Cortez, pick. A different number, PLS. Mario picks 21. All right, so uh, looks like a few people there. Do you want to do second place gets the pop or? Yeah, we can uh, do that. Okay. We can do that. So we got 30 seconds. Anybody who wants Wait, Mario. Mario what the fuck? You put 21, then 24. <laughs> no, only one guess, man. Pick one. Pick one. Mario, pick one between 21. <laughs> I don't know how you guessed twice. <laughs> Oh no no no! I'm sorry. Uh, Toy Mafia picked 21. So Mario's 24 is is a uh, is his guess. Okay, so what Mario's are we looking at timer right now? Guess. Ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Uh, I guess I'll just let you do it. Okay, so I'm gonna pull it up here. I do have the number on my phone. Let's see. Okay, so um. <clears throat> You want to make the announcement or should I? I'll make the announcement. Okay, so the number is closest one. The number is, I don't know if you can see that, it's 25. So Mario wins. Mario Cortez wins the saber, and the next person, second place, goes to. Uh, Okay, so let's think. Somebody had 23, I remember. 
Okay, so Mark Pearson comes in with 22. So Eddie uh, had 23. Eddie Mendez. Yeah, so Eddie Mendez wins the pop, and then Mario Cortez with 24 wins the um, the saber. All right, awesome guys! You're gonna congratulations, love everyone! Round of applause, Mario. Just send that to me, baby. Yeah, both of you. If one of y'all would have messaged me, I would have given you the number for free for half the take. <laughs> but no. Uh, both of y'all need to message me. I will not reach out to you. So. Mario says, holy shit, thanks. Eddie says, what? Exclamation mark, question mark. Good <laughs> giveaway. That's a way better giveaway than we do on Collecting Weekly. I just give them <laughs> shit they already have. Um, anyways, that was, that's great. That was fantastic. Yep. Awesome. What do we got next? So we're going to get back to swords for a minute. And then uh, we got the mid-sponsor tag. So uh, get ready for some Watto action going on. <laughs> But um, so pretty much what I was saying before was they had all these different kinds of armor pieces, you know, chain mail, all this, and it really, it really just goes to show how much of this, how much money you can spend at a place like this on stuff that you really can't get anywhere else, you know, at least not for easy, you know. And so Ren Fairs are definitely a hub of rarities if you are into that kind of thing because you can find some pretty obscure products. And you better take a lot of cash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's expensive <laughs> as all hell. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're orgies. People are selling themselves to be able to afford the Ren Fair. You know, it wouldn't surprise me the way some of those uh, tavern wenches dress, you know? <laughs> My God. Just saying. <laughs> Bazinga. Oh my god, man! And some of those, uh, some of the, uh, well, I was sitting on a bench when I was uh, eating, and there was this one guy who was kept screaming, "Corsets, handmade corsets, made in the USA, not that Chinese crap." And I'm like, "What? Where does this have place in the Middle East in the in medieval times? You know, <laughs> hey, we didn't even know China was a thing back then." <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Well, obviously, you don't want a cheap Chinese corset at your Ren Faire. No, nothing could be worse. Yep. This is true. Especially for your orgy, you know, because that thing will just fall Jesus. off. Well, I mean, they, they might just, like, throw you out of the orgy. They, you come in and, like, oh, the cheap Chinese shit, get out of here. Yeah, only a high class, only high class people. Only here. the high class winches. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, that's that time of the day. We want to thank our friends over at Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this episode of Collecting Weekly. You can find them on Instagram, Watto Scrapyard, and Facebook, and eBay as well. They make uh, 3D printed parts for some hard-to-come-by Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, as well as resin pr printed head sculpts of dozens of different characters. At this point, it's like hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the Star Wars universe, if you don't see a character you like in their Instagram, send them a message and they can get it designed and printed for a reasonable fee. I can attest to this. I have several custom designs that he's done He's done for me. They have turned out spectacular. I like my Lana Bonico, if anyone's familiar with that. Um, and the Bo-Katan armor set was really good, too. Yeah. And with this week's episode, I mean, it's like pretty 
pretty fucking good. Yeah, I'm I'm I've never been prouder to have that in my collection. Especially I since also, they really translated the armor like almost one to one from the Clone Wars design with the helmet and everything. It's pretty mm-hmm. fucking dope. Yeah, and I also have uh, Ian over at Dark Side Customs uh, working on a little project over there as soon as he can get around to it. That it was custom as well, so that's going to be cool when it comes out. All right. Did they time say out. Roman? Time, time out. You were talking all this mess last episode about you coming after Dean, and I want to hear your Waddle's voice. You're not getting out of it that easily. You can't come after the king. And then expect to just waltz out of this without your Watto's impression for the fans to vote on. All right, here we go. Let's hear it. Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. <laughs> we'll let the fans decide. We'll we'll take a clip of that. We'll take a clip of Dean's winner. Winner gets the bragging rights for the ultimate. Now, now Dean's chapter. got multiple entries, so I think I need to get another one in at the end. I mean, of the by show. all means, go ahead. I, I, now, at the end. Um, hold on. Hold on. Let me clear my throat here. <laughs> Mario, Super Mario Watto Scrapyard. I love it. The Italian Wattos. Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. I mean, that was pretty good. I don't know. We we'll have to hear them side by side. We'll have to yeah. hear like one, and then the real thing, and then the other. We'll make a compilation, and then yeah. we'll see which one is really good. <laughs> Mark says, "What well, sounds like he's taking a shit?" <laughs> Holy shit! Is he going to use a bidet afterwards? Always, always, my guy. You think they have bidets on Tatooine? Probably not. Water's a scarce scarcity. It's okay. a rarity. They have moisture farms for crying out loud. I mean, you can't be shooting that shit up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. I got to move this and booyah. All right, Zachary, you said you wanted to have your own segment on here. So that's why I was invited. You're you're acting like I'm making demands. I was invited to talk about my other hobby. Don't lie. You demanded. Um, (laughs) So um, we're going to talk about watches today. Uh, It's my other thing that I collect. I collect one other thing, so I have content for another episode. But uh, we'll talk about watches today. And before we talk about watches, I want to talk a little bit about watches because watches have been around for quite a while. um, And there's a lot of different ways that they're made, both material-wise and how they work. And so I wanted to touch base on a little bit of that. So the first thing is the the glass surface that you look at when you look at the watch. And there's two kinds. Uh, there's glass, which is like sapphire or mineral crystal. And then there's an acrylic type, which is like they call it hesalite or um, just acrylic. And the main difference between those is glass is a lot harder to scratch uh but when you scratch it it's pretty much just scratch like you can't really unscratch it uh Hesalite, it's a little warmer in its appearance but when you do get a scratch you can actually polish it out they sell this stuff called poly watch and it, you just like rub it on and then you polish the watch with it um and Hesalite is more crack resistant so i have a sapphire watch that i dropped and that bit shattered like it just did not take that and it was like three feet it really didn't fall that far um whereas hesalite is pretty sturdy and it'll crack but it won't actually shatter 
And that's why in this example here, this is the Omega Speedmaster Professional. They call it the Moonwatch because the one on the right is actually um, specced out for spaceflight. Uh, if you're really? in a spaceship, if you're in a spaceship and your watch breaks, like if you hit it against something, you don't want thousands of shards of glass floating in space or in your ship. And so um, because of that, this watch is flight certified. And this is the watch that is standard issue for all astronauts that go into space with NASA. Wow. Uh, Russian Space Force, I believe they use like Seikos and Timexes. Um, but the NASA protocol is the Omega Speedmaster Professional. And let's go to the next slide. Oh, of course. There we go. Uh, the difference also in appearance. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the right slide... The sapphire has like a little bit of a ring around it, and uh, that ring is just based on how you machine the glass. Whereas sapphire or uh, hasolite or acrylic, you can actually just like mold it into that shape. And so, a lot of times with like sapphire watches, especially this one with a raised crystal, you'll see like a they call it like a milky dome around it because that's the uh, glass that has to like stand up at a step rather than a natural curve. Next slide. I don't think you should be talking about your milky dome. I don't know, man. Now, um, sapphire crystals, they are synthetic. Uh, they have a value of 9 on the um, hardness scale. So diamond is a 10 and sapphire is a 9. Uh, they do have pretty good scratch resistance compared to quartz or gorilla glass. Though it is not impossible to scratch sapphire on my super expensive watch. I scratched the shit out of it like the first week I had it. And it's the only sapphire crystal I have that I've scratched. Uh, but it's a super... Super, super lame for that to happen. Oh yeah, that, that's 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 always sucks. Yeah, so that one, um, it is like I said, but with with sapphire, once you scratch it, uh, you're pretty much just like screwed. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, the next thing about watches is uh, watches have different kinds of movements. So you have quartz movements and mechanical movements. Quartz is like. Most watches out there, they're just battery powered. So when it dies, you just pop the battery out and you just, you know, put a new one in. Mechanical, they run in, uh, they run based off of like moving parts. And so they need power to do that. So you have automatic watches, which as you move throughout your day, uh, there's a rotor that spins that powers the, the movement. Uh, it powers a spring, which stores that energy and then disperses it throughout the day. Um, and then you also have manual movements, which there's no rotor, and you have to spin them. Like, you have to rotate the dial. Or not the dial, but the little um, crown. winding. Yeah, the crown. You have to to rotate, rotate that to uh, wind the watch. Um, quartz, they're a lot more accurate because they are basically just, like, not influenced by any amount of movement. So... A quartz movement might lose like one second a week, five seconds a month, or one minute a year, whereas a mechanical watch will lose about one minute a week, five minutes a month, or one hour a year. Um, one thing also with mechanical and quartz, like if I take a mechanical watch off um, and and I don't wear it for like three days, it's just dead. Um, you have to constantly – there's like watch boxes that will rotate and keep that movement going. Um, whereas a quartz, like I, all my quartz watches are still running because they don't require constant movement. And I have way too many watches to like keep them all wound. 
like a good watch winder is like 200 bucks and you could probably do like two watches in there but i have like eight automatic watches so i'm not dropping like you know 800 to keep those wound um so, so that uh, is um kind of annoying because like all of these are dead right now um danny lee says you guys prefer your timepieces wind up automatic or quartz I will get to that when I talk about my watches, but what do you guys prefer, if anything? Uh, I prefer mine to be made by Apple. And uh... <laughs> You're looking at my watch right here. <laughs> you guys are savages. DA says, that's cool. You're full of neat facts. Danny likes automatics, and Eddie says mine is a sports smartwatch. I yeah, mean, I mean, I have a pretty legit watch, though. I mean, you have to see this thing. What watch do you have? Hold on, I'll take it off. Look at that. Can you see it? God damn it. <laughs> what's, your, what's your password? Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so going forward, uh, automatic versus mechanical. Usually, like, the top watch is a good example of a ma mechanical manual watch because the bottom one has to have the space for that rotor, and the rotor, you can see there on the left, it's like a big plate of metal that, like, when you spin the watch, you can actually feel it and whirring around in there. Whereas a um, manual watch, it's there's no rotor. You just spin the crown and it'll charge itself. Uh, so I'll talk about my watches here. Um, Mario says no love for smartwatches. I do have an Apple Watch. I just don't wear it that often. Um, Lame. It's cool. It's Lame. definitely cool. Uh, but most of the watches that I have, I've purchased like for things, like specific things. Uh, so the watch on the left, it's a Seiko Divers Watch. And my parents got it for me when I graduated college. And uh, that is, it's it's kind of a weird watch because it's a it has a rotor in it, but it's like a quartz that gets charged with a, um, with a rotor. And some of these watches that I'll show you guys, they're like kind of hybrid watches. So they're not really like all quartz and they're not really all uh, manual. Uh, but this is a really nice watch. Uh, I've taken this diving several times. Um, it's very plain, but I mean, it's never really let me down and it has really decent loom. And like I said, this was a good, this is a gift from my parents for graduating college. And uh, I do like it quite a bit, uh, but this one's, like I said, it's a bit of a hybrid because an automatic watch, the second hand will sweep like a fluid motion, whereas a quartz will tick. And so uh, this one is an automatic watch that, ticks because of that quartz that's inside of it but because of that it is it is pretty accurate um but uh yeah i got that one for graduating college the next one was the watch that i bought myself personally when i graduated college and i've worn this watch to like every single job interview that i've ever had and i've always gotten the job wearing it so this is like my semi uh business casual watch it's my company called sterling and sterling's kind of controversial in the watch world uh because they make a lot of homage watches so um they take like really popular designs of like really expensive watches so i think the watch this one's based off of is like a hundred thousand dollar watch but oh. they they make a really nice watch that's maybe like two hundred dollars uh and those are called homage watches they're super common in the hobby but this one is a gold watch with um the dial up top representing how charged the spring is. So as you, uh, you know, rotate the crown, that number at the top will start to go up that gauge. 
And uh, this is a pretty nice watch. It has a second hand dial on the bottom. And uh, it also has what's called the display case back. So on the back, you can actually see the movement, which is pretty cool. And you can see the rotor there as well. Uh, the one on the right is also by Sterling. I had this phase where I bought like five Sterling watches because I was like, dude, these are fucking dope. And then I found out that no one really likes them. But this one uh, has the unfortunate distinction of being the one that I wear whenever I go to funerals because uh, it's black and it's just like really classy. Uh, but this is what's called the skeleton watch. So you can actually see straight through the watch to the other side. But uh, it's a pretty cool watch. It's black. Uh, I think it's called black PVD. It's like the coating they apply to the stainless steel. And then the the face of the watch is black. And then the movement is silver and gold. And the hands are blue. And this one, like I said, I usually wear it to funerals. Um, but it's probably one of my favorite watches. I'll wear it for dates every now and then. But. That's a cool watch, but yeah, Sterling is one of those brands that I really got into, um, but they're just not that well-received by uh, people that are serious about watches, but honestly, I don't give a fuck, because I only know like one guy that's serious about watches, and he doesn't really care. Uh, the next watch um, I got when Victoria and I got engaged, uh, it's a Victorinox watch. And this watch is fucking huge. It doesn't really look that big in the picture, but it's like twice as thick as uh, most watches that I own. And it has a pretty interesting feature, the dial at the top right angle. It's a um, It has an internal bezel that you can rotate, and you can use that to set a timer function. So most dive watches have that on the outside, but this one's actually built into the uh, inside of the watch. Uh, this was like the first watch that I ever like lost sleep over. Like they had it at the store and I was like, dude, this watch is so amazing. And uh, once we got engaged, I bought this for myself and it's a cool watch, but it's, you kind of like grow as a collector, like in anything you collect. And at that time I was like really a big fan of bulky watches, but now I kind of like cringe that I own this thing cause it's just fucking huge and it's heavy. Like you can just feel this thing on your wrist and it's just not that fun. Um, this one also has a display case back on the back and, you can see the rotor there. But yeah, this watch is fucking huge. I Let's I like this watch. Poster. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a cool watch, but it's fucking massive. Um, and that one has a really nice leather band. In fact, I think that's probably my favorite part of that watch is the leather band. And the loom on this watch is ridiculous. It, it, it like really can light up, you know. Like if when it's dark, like this watch will uh, be quite bright. And I think that's what it's for. It's like a camping watch, like... It's supposed to be like uh, the company that makes Swiss Army. They make this watch. I'm trying to charge the loom here, but um, before I go on, do you guys have any questions about anything? Um. So what's your opinion on pocket watches? I've always wanted one, but I've never, um, I've just never bought one. So that's the, the numbers light up as well, but I'm trying to charge it with this light on my phone, but the loom is pretty good on this one. And loom cool. is basically the, um, the photo reactive material that they apply so you can read the numbers and everything. And then the watch on the right, this is like probably my biggest regret as a watch purchaser. It's a citizen eco drive. Um, and this one, like I said, it's one of those hybrid watches. This one's actually charged by the light, like the sun. So if you charge this, like if you leave it on a windowsill for a few minutes, it's like pretty much charged a hundred percent. This one also does have that internal bezel function. I guess I got like real into that. But this one I like a lot because it has a, um, a stopwatch built in. Uh, but the one thing that I really dislike about this one is the strap is actually built into the watch. 
and I'm a big fan of swapping straps on my watches, and this one you you like literally can't take this thing off. Uh, and it's kind of weird because you have to actually slice the band to size it the first time. So like if you fuck up, you just like you know the watch is just useless. Um, but this one's cool. It this one I believe it was made for like a sailing event because uh, it has a bunch of like different flags on it. Um, but this one I bought. I think it was for when we got our first apartment. So this is a cool watch. The next one uh, that I want to talk about is probably like my, the main watch that I wear. Uh, Actually, am I missing a picture? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, This one, my gosh, this is all out of order. Okay. So this one here, we'll talk about the left one. Uh, My grandfather gave this to me after he found out he had terminal liver cancer and um i don't really wear it that often um it's huge like it's like maybe like three times bigger than most watches i own uh and i really don't know why he gave it to me he gave it to my dad to give to me uh when he found out he was sick and uh it's it's more of a sentimental watch than anything uh but it's really cool like i i don't really think i'll ever use any of the features but it has like a built-in uh, tide thing where you could tell like what the tide is based on where you're at and it syncs up to like radio frequencies to like if you fly to a different city it'll sync up like automatically um, and it's it's definitely a cool watch but um, it's not really like my style and that sounds bad but uh, I do like it like it's obviously very sentimental my grandfather's passed away since then uh, but this is uh, it's a uh, I think it's a G-Shock Frogman, and apparently I think Navy SEALs rock these watches. But they're fucking huge, so I'm not even sure how they would use these. And then the next one, uh, this is actually my most recent purchase, uh, so I guess they're a little bit out of order. Uh, but this is a uh, Snoopy Timex watch, and I uh, I really like Snoopy. My kid really likes Snoopy. Um, and What's I really love? I mean, Snoopy's awesome. Yeah, I really wanted this watch last year. And I was being stupid and I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for it to get cheaper and it fucking sold out and I was super pissed. And like right when it sold out, the prices went from 50 bucks all the way to like 300 on this watch. And I was super bummed. Uh, and maybe like I talked about it on after dark, but maybe like two months ago, uh, Amazon randomly found like a dozen of these and clearance them to like 30 bucks. And so I was able to get one. And it's it's a really nice watch. Uh, Timex is known for this thing called Indiglow. So the watch doesn't have any photo uh, phosphorescent material. But when you click this button, the whole watch face lights up. And it doesn't look that bright on camera because I, I have a studio light here. But like in the dark, it does look pretty cool. And I'm just a big fan of the uh, space program. And Snoopy is a big... Um, it's a big part of like... Like when Apollo 13 happened, the creators of Snoopy made a comic to celebrate the astronauts getting home safe. And because of that, NASA made this thing called the Snoopy Award. Uh, And so this is uh, a homage to that. And this was for the 50-year anniversary of the lunar landing. Uh, But this is a really cool watch. Uh, It's engraved with the year 2019. And this one's neat because those numbers on the dial, they're actually printed on the glass. So they float above everything behind it. And then Snoopy's oh, wow. Snoopy's laid on top of the glass on top of the dial as well, so it's like a real nice three D effect. And uh, cool. this is one of two Snoopy watches that I this is one that I have, but I want another one, and I'll show it here in a second. Uh, but the last watch that I want to show you is my Omega Seamaster. I got this for uh, when Victoria and I found out we were pregnant with Vivi, 
And uh, this watch is really cool. It has a really nice, uh, they call it the sea monster on the back. Let me see if I can get that up close. But it's yeah. like uh, the Omega sea monster on the back. And uh, this watch is really cool. Uh, it's the most expensive watch that I own. Uh, but I did get it at a really good price. Um, it was really weird. I don't really understand how I got it at that price I got it for. But this watch usually goes for, uh, I believe it's 4000 <clears throat> And um, the Hellsberg outlet in San Marcos, which is where I used to live, they got one. And like out of nowhere, they just said some of the outlets got them. And it's like it was a current watch. So I don't really understand how an outlet store got it. But they priced it at um, twenty three hundred, and then I talked them down to eighteen hundred, and I got that when we found out we we're having our daughter. Uh, but this watch is really cool. Um, I've bought quite a few straps for it, and I think the straps are really cool because I know a lot of people that have watches, and they're like, "Oh, like I just didn't like the band, so I got a new watch." But you could just buy like a new strap and sw- switch it out yourself. And totally changed like the look of the watch because this one comes usually with that bracelet on the left, that steel bracelet, and it is super nice, but it is a little cumbersome. And so uh, the first thing I did was start buying a bunch of straps for it to change out. And you can change the straps at home, or you can take it to the Omega boutique and they'll change it for you. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend if you're getting a watch, like just buy like at least one extra band um, to kind of change the feel of the watch especially if you get tired of it. Uh, but this is a cool watch. Um, I've always said that at some point this will be my daughter's watch. Uh, but yeah, this is this is kind of like the watch that I wear most often uh, with the Snoopy being a close second. And I, I like this watch. It has a really cool thing. So most watches, um, they're coated like the higher end watches. They're coated in a, what's called anti-reflective. And uh, they're mostly coated on the inside of the glass. But this one's actually coated on the outside and the inside. So when you look at the glass, like it just does, it looks like nothing's there. Um, but because of that being coated on the outside, it is a little more scratch. Um, it's easier to scratch that coating than it is glass. So uh, essentially, you can um, you can really fuck it up, and that's what happened with mine. So mine has one scratch on it, and it's super annoying. But when I talked to the boutique about it to get the glass replaced, it was like 600 bucks. And at that point it's like, I mean, that could buy like a really nice watch. Um, and they kind of talked me out of it and they're like, well, I mean like, you know, you got that scratch doing dad things and you got that watch because you're going to be a dad. So, you know, they're like, just if you want to get it replaced, we can do it for you. But uh, they basically were like, it. it's kind of like a mark of like you having worn the watch. Um, so that's uh those are the watches that I have. And then the next slide is talking about the three watches that I want to get next. Uh, the one on the left we talked about earlier, it's the Omega Speedmaster. It's the moon watch. Um, a lot of people in the watch community will buy a Speedmaster that was made in the year that they were born. It's like a birth year Speedmaster thing. And for 1992, you can get those for about 1800 whereas the new one is 5000 So they... This particular watch, um, you can get a pretty good deal on it used. Uh, and that's something that I'm considering at some point. Uh, but it's probably a long time away. Uh, the middle watch is that other Snoopy watch that I was talking about. And I'm so, so buttered about this watch. Last um, Black Friday, 
they made this big deal that this watch was going on sale at Timex. And it's like a $250 watch regularly, which isn't that expensive compared to some of the other ones I've shown. But I just didn't really want to drop like Hot Toys money on a watch. And during Black Friday, they didn't put it on sale at all. And I got super salty. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not buying this watch. And like the next day, it sold out. And it's been sold out ever since. <laughs> so um, they're not making that watch ever again. But that's that's one that I've always wanted. I really want a white yeah. watch because a lot of mine are pretty dark. And then the one on the right, it's called the Seiko... Seiko Alpinist, and this is actually the 2020 version. They just brought this watch out, I think, in April, and uh, they added what's called the Cyclops. So if you look at the date register, there's like a bubble around it, and it's like a magnifying thing that they attach to the crystal. And this watch is fucking awesome. It has that internal bezel that rotates that I like, and it's green, which is fucking awesome. Uh, I've always wanted a white dial watch and a green dial watch. Uh, and this one you can get for about, I think it's $450. Uh, and then the one in the middle, they're actually not that expensive, but they're hard to find when they come up. But they're about $300 now, so they only went up by about $50. Um, so those are the three watches that I really want. I don't know in what time frame I'd get any of these, but uh, definitely, definitely wanting to uh, one day at least get one of these. But uh, nice. Do you guys have any thoughts, questions, opinions? Uh, I need to get with you at some point because I have a um I have a watch that my grandmother gave me for Christmas one year and it's like uber nice and I just want to see what exactly like how good it, a quality it is at some point. Yeah, and you know, there's obviously like really nice watches out there like Rolexes and Omegas and you know APs, but I mean you can find really nice watches from almost any company like you know, it doesn't have to be like a $10,000 watch for it to be a really good watch. And I think for a while I was getting into that headspace where like, oh, I need to have like this really nice watch as like a mark of success. But honestly, like it's it was very toxic thinking. Um, I do love the watch that I have, but um, there was a point where I had like twice as many and I had to kind of trim it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy to look at it, whatever, whatever you have. What about you, Seth? Do you have any questions, comments, thoughts? I think you covered all. Uh, you were very you were informative. Yeah. You should have your own uh, watch show. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I have one other idea for a podcast, but it's not about watches. It's about Orange Theory. No, it's definitely not about that. <laughs> it's about the Ren Fair orgies. <laughs> no, not about that. One day, maybe I'll share with the world, but I, it, there's a lot of legal stuff about it. It's like, is it even possible? Who who knows, right? Got to get some lawyers on this. I I don't think it's possible I don't legally think to do. Just, I don't think you can just have sex on a podcast. Like, damn it. Well, <laughs> I guess we're stuck with collecting weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the next best thing to sex? <laughs> the way you said that was fantastic. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, well, if anyone if anyone watching has questions about watches, my my DMs are always open. Um. So I know that was probably there. not the most exciting <laughs> segment, but I've been wanting to talk watches for a bit on the show. Hey, and we're glad uh, to have you. That was really informative. That was a lot more than was, I thought it was going to be. I felt like I was not nearly as informative whenever I talked about my rarities. So, uh, yeah, hey, same way, to, way to show me up. That's what I do, <laughs> baby. All right. Well, let's thank our Patreons here. Thank you very much. Ben Porter, Griffin Campbell, Sean Fear, I, Ian CB. 
Ryan Mendez, Eric Marshall, Quinn Aguirre, Lee Hernandez, King Louie, Mark Person, Dan Lee, Dini Martin, Stephen Crit, Jason Nelson, Big Fern, King Zachary V, Caesar Maroquin, I apologize if I butchered that, Eddie Mendez, Eric Ruiz, Mario Cortez, Stephen Perchaw, I am sorry if I butchered that, Sean Yeesby, Scott Bradley, Jesse Contreras, Steve and Maria Stanley. Thank you very much for your Patreon. What you do helps us continue to bring these awesome shows to you. Yes. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I'm just dying because you called. <laughs> 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 Lemur. <laughs> uh, that was not. That was great. It's Leo or not? It's not Lemur or not. <laughs> Holy shit! Bro, I'm trying to get through that quick. Oh, Rainer, you kind of butchered that one. <laughs> you kind of butchered a few of them. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! <laughs> I'm sorry. I was. I had to mute myself. I was. I was dying. <laughs> Real quick, Eddie says, "Does the Ren Ferris style Roman swords?" Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All kinds. <laughs> oh man, that was great. Oh god. <sighs> okay, we got we got three tiers now. We upped it. We were asked by the Patreonies to up it to three. Five dollars is a Sweet Angel tier. Stickers sent straight to your door, and you get access to Ox After Dark. Uh, the certified crispy tier, the certified crispy certificate on your first pledge, assistance. Holy shit! My ribs are cramping up. Holy! Shit, I'm like dying over here. I'm gonna turn my camera off. I'm literally my ribs are cramping up from laughing. Uh, this tier includes the certified crispy certificate, assistance with figure fixes by myself, and all the benefits of the previous tiers. And then we have the What a Guy $25 tier, an 18 by 24 silhouette poster that is signed by Dina myself on your first pledge, and doubles of all the stickers we send as well as one sculpt a year painted by Darkside Customs and all the benefits of the previous tiers. So definitely some good stuff there. Uh, we have a mailing address collecting weekly 5886 Days of All Road Suite 102, box number 292 at San Antonio, Texas 78249. If you want to send us fan mail, uh, we are on Facebook at Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. It's a great group. We goof, we gaff, we laugh. And we uh, the English language, <laughs> dude, that shit was so. When you said lemur, I literally <laughs> said, I feel that you really butchered, but lemur really got me. I'm still, my ribs are still cramping right now. I'm like actually in a lot of pain. Uh, we have quite a few shows on the network auction, collecting weekly, collecting rarities, small talk, joy of hobbing, which we just put up a video today that got like a crap load of views and a new sub, so that was pretty cool. Uh, only Fools in Collecting, Collecting Comics, After Dark, and Creep Rust. Good stuff. But yeah, that's the network right there. And then uh, we also have Friends of the Show, King Zachary, uh, PJ the Paradox Nerd, Rogue One Six, Optical 20, Six Skill Scavengers, Brian Chris TC, and Third Party Reviews. So we got a lot of friends that do stuff. They, in do, the hobby. they do stuff. I'm dying right now. Uh, <laughs> so anybody, uh, final thoughts on today's subject matter? 
So real talk for a minute. Can I uh, do the Patreon and uh, put my my tortoise's name on there just so you have to read it after every show? Because that would be awesome. Yeah, Tortilla. You his, name is, his name is not Tortilla. It is Voldetort. I finally watched those movies. It's a good name. Yeah, if you yeah. want to do the Patreon. I'm down. Just because that would be hilarious. That would be awesome. I would be proud to say Voldetort every episode. I'm still dying. My ribs are still cramping. <laughs> Voldetort the lemur. <laughs> well, he's not a lemur. He's a tortoise. What a show. What a show. Oh, my gosh. Well. Touched all the bases today. Renfair orgies, watches. Yep. I think, I think we've outdone ourselves on this one. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lemur talk. Oh, my gosh. Butchering <laughs> English language, making Shakespeare come out of the grave to kick my ass. <laughs> what a show. We touched all the bases. We touched everything. Okay, Let, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> Save that for later tonight. Wow. <laughs> and now we're on After Dark. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if uh, you all got no more comments, um, anything else you all want to say? Anything you all want to talk about? No, I'm good. I gotta go drink some pickle juice. I stop cramping. I'm literally dying right now. All right, guys. Well, I'm Rainer. I'm Zach. I'm Seth. Stay rare, stay golden, and I'll catch you all next time when we talk about trains. Sheldon's favorite topic, if you all are familiar with the Big Bang Theory. So, and we're maybe joined by a certain smuggler from California. Stay tuned. Bye.